Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets. Police science snippets are what I consider actionable, usable, frontline practitioner-friendly pieces of research that have been published, most of them quite recently. And um, every Tuesday, I send them out to my email list with the links to the original research for everyone who subscribes to the email list. You can do that for free on policesciencedr.com, or you can just hear me talk about them here online where you're watching this now. So what I'm talking about this week is as follows. The first snippet is about police publicity and proactivity. So negative public perceptions of the police in recent years has been, has, um, sorry, impacts the proactivity of officers who perceive that public pressure more strongly. So <clears throat> those officers who perceive, who, who feel more weighed down by the public pressure and the scrutiny they've been under in the last few years um, are more impacted in terms of their proactivity than others. Um, this may result in fewer stops of pedestrians and drivers. So they're becoming, when they can use their discretion as to do I stop this person, do I not stop this person, the reasons I have for potentially stopping are not overwhelming yet. And they may be less likely to do that. Um, but this effect can be mitigated by officers' perception that their superiors support them. So if they're, if they're senior officers, if they're super supervisors, if the management you know, trickle down the impression and the knowledge and the general culture that you're, you know, we've got your back. We know what you're doing is going to be justified and, um, you know, we'll, we'll support you. Then they are still more likely to be proactive. But it's just not surprising that the increased scrutiny that police officers are under can have an impact on the proactivity of, of their policing, which is not actually something we want. The second snippet for today is about eyewitness accuracy. Generally, eyewitnesses, eyewitness confidence is related to accuracy of the testimony. Now, that's interesting because I've also heard research that says the opposite. So I'm not quite sure where on, on you know where on the where I am on in terms of which side of the fence I am on, or if I'm sitting in the middle. I don't know. Um, however, the accuracy um, the accuracy of eyewitness testimony is reduced when there's a weapon present because of that focus effect. So if, if you're an eyewitness to something and there's a weapon, obviously your attention is focused on the weapon and you're less likely to perceive correctly and remember correctly everything else that's going on around there. It becomes peripheral. And um, the, other, the other thing that can reduce the accuracy of your, of your eyewitness testimony is when, you're, um, when the case is uh, with... Um, when cross-race identification is involved. So this means that, for example, I as a, as a white person might be less accurate when I'm trying to make discriminations about um, people of a different um, ethnic background, different, different skin color, than if I was that same skin color as well. So these two things, so the cross-race identification and the presence of a weapon can impact the accuracy of eyewitness testimony. And um, the third snippet for this week is about physical aggression and relationships. Now, compared to psycho psychological abuse alone, physical aggression in a relationship, so this is an intimate partner relationship, actually increases the likelihood of the receiver of the abuse reconciling with the perpetrator following a breakup. 
even though that increases the chances and severity of the aggression. So everybody who's dealt with domestic abuse knows that there's a cycle of the victim, you know, going back and going back to the perpetrator. Now, I found this interesting because actually, and this is not good, none of this is good, but actually, if there's also violence in the relationship, the victim is more likely to come back to the to the abuser than if the abuse was psychological only. So this this just goes to show this is such a complex matter, and it's very important that anyone who deals with this kind of um, crime understands the the nuances and the complexities of it because you need to be really non-judgmental when working with victims here. So these were the snippets for this week. I hope that you found them of use and um, I'll see you again next week. Thank you very much for being in. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.